Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. And uh, uh, today I will share with you some of the uh, news, new stuff for today. Okay, so first one is uh, force. Uh, force is going to integrate um, augmented reality to their South Africa um, car factories. Okay, so hi, uh, Irisma. Hello. Do you want to um, be one of the um, you know moderators since there are only two of us? You can raise your hand and I can um, add you. So yeah, feel free to raise your hand and I can add you. Yeah, or yeah, it's fine. If you want to just uh, listen, just let me know if you want to share your opinions. Okay, so today, um, Force um, is going to, you know, like integrate, actually they've been integrating AR technology to their uh, technicians. For example, before, what's the problem? The problem was that, you know, the dealership, right? When, when uh, the customer go to the dealership, they want to fix their cars, right? And then uh, it takes a long time for the technician from the back end to come and figure out what's going on and start working on the problem. So they start um, a headset. The headset is called uh, RealWare. <clears throat> RealWare. So it looks similar to Google uh, Glass. But the difference is that it's focusing on the, you know, like the camera thing. Uh, actually, it's called um, uh, where, uh, real wear uh, air glass. And then uh, if the person or the mechanics wear the uh, real wear, they will, uh, there's a camera in front of the uh, glass. And then uh, if you can see my screen, Basically, the backend person or the real mechanics or someone who has experience will use, can see all the operation system and then can tell the person what to do. So, and then, you know, it's like a really hands-on experience because when um, the, the person wear the uh, real wear that glass um, by using the voice command, um, the mechanics or the worker can actually, you know, hands-free because before, um, before doing this, they need to take a tablet, you know, like press different types of uh, commands in order to operate or in order to fix a car. But right now through the real wear AR glass, um, they can pretty much just work on it and see the information, hear the information, uh, from the you know from the director and they can pretty much fix the stuff uh, within a short amount of time. So that's the first uh, news that I saw today. Um, yeah, sure. Hello, hello, Irisma. Hello. Oh hi. Yeah. No, I just wanted to just wanted to say thank you for for inviting me on stage. I just I'm. I'm kind of like in the middle of something, so I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna listen. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, if in the future, oh, oh, thank you so much, uh, Irisma. Um, um, yeah, I mean, if you are interested in being one of our regulars, uh, feel free to follow me, and then I can add you. Because the only way that I add you to the room, like 
by default is that you follow me and let me know you are interested and I will add you uh, for the following events. Yeah, sure. So yeah, Ford's new AR will definitely helps um, vehicle repairs dealership in South Africa. This is a very interesting um, news. Um, yeah, if you have any news you want to share, just let me know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this is the, you know, the time that we kind of talk about XR and share some news of XR. Okay, so another news is a very interesting news. Um, actually, it was like, I would say, last year's stuff, but uh, it is in, in Engage It, Engage It. Um, uh, the, um, yeah, it was back in September 16th, 2020. So pretty much half a year ago. Yeah, so if you see it, uh, the title is called Facebook's first AR glasses are research, are a research project called Area. Okay, so during uh, it's, you know, like Facebook is going to launch its AR glass, right? And then um, it's, pretty much it has a lot of, um, you know, functions and uh, area, it's called area, the, the new class. And then um, it's called project area. And then Facebook points out that project area was designed as a way to help us innovate uh, safely and responsibly to help us to develop a safeguards uh, policies and even social norms necessary to govern uh, the use of AR glass and the future wearable uh, devices. So area gets punched in the face as often as the poor thoughts uh, who thought AR glasses was a good idea. But um, Facebook has created a privacy FAQ regarding to the project, explain what data is collected and how it will be collected. So pretty much uh, the glass are actually more capable than what you've done. You, you find in your standard VR headset as they process the same head and eye tracking capabilities, but also marry in smartphone functions like forward facing uh, camera, multi-channel audio inputs and GPS tracking. So not only has the, um, the Facebook AR glass, not only does it have the uh, uh, VR, VR function, but also it has the AR function. So yeah, a big part of the testing platform will resolve around the power uh, management. The goal is to be able to run all of these sensors in tender, but in a power efficient manner. Otherwise users will be saddened with the smart glass that needs to be um, charged multiple times a day. Yeah, I think um, for for me, every time, you know, I, I have to charge my VR headset, especially I think every time when my battery bar was, you know, full, but once I jump into a meeting, uh, probably around one hour meeting, then, you know, my battery just gone. So uh, I think energy efficiency is very important. And privacy issue is also important as well. So for example, like if, um, you know, AR glass is so powerful, not only you can, you know, um, collaborate with people in, you know, 
in remo uh, remotely, but also it has all the phone functions. And uh, if you see um, live map system, because uh, uh, Facebook is going, uh, has already built a system called live map system. Let's take a look at what's live map system. Okay, so live map system is this one. It's really, really amazing, similar to Magic Leap. I remember um, a few years ago, I watched Magic Leap's previous founder's vision. Um, I think he mentioned, um, you know, a, a, a virtual world. It's called Magic Magic World or Magic Layer. Uh, basically, the concept was to uh, separate the world into different layers of reality. For example, like entertainment reality, um, or you know, some um, medical reality, right? Uh, the, the reality is, has different layers and then each layers, for example, like social media, social media reality. So um, it's like a vertical building, right? And we are in one part of the bottom part, which is called physical reality. It's kind of like, like uh, different dimensions, but built upon the physical world. So yeah, so for example, like medical, right? And um, I don't know, transportation, whatever you can think of, or food, uh, social networking, entertainment, you know, those becomes its individual layers of realities. So I think this concept is very interesting. And uh, um, Facebook Reality Lab uh, just built, I think back in 2019, they built a map called Life Map. And let's take a look of Life Map. is constantly in motion. We need a new kind of map to help navigate this ever-changing landscape. A map like this is about more than just moving through the physical world. It's about enhancing the way we interact with each other and our surroundings. The vision of our live maps research is to bridge the physical and virtual divide to bring people closer together. To achieve this, live maps uses machine perception to construct multi-layer representations of the world, showing where you are in space, recognizing what things look like, and understanding the intrinsic meaning of objects. Connected devices, like smartphones and AR glasses, will scan the surroundings to create a live dynamic index, amplified by crowdsourced data, allowing the maps to recognize when things have changed and update automatically. Ultimately, our live maps research aims to empower people to connect and share in deeper, more meaningful ways. Improving how we access information or understanding the context of a situation to deliver shared experiences through augmented reality or proactively serving up relevant information in highly personalized ways. Live maps will one day transform how we all engage with the world, making it feel more immediate, more intuitive, more natural, more human. Yeah, so when looking at the uh, video, I think Facebook has the same vision as, you know, Magic Leap. They want to create a virtual world, which has a lot of different virtual layers of the, uh, you know, 
the virtual space represent the real world. So it's very interesting that uh, Facebook is using that, is, is, is doing that system. Also, they are building their AR glass. That AR glass not only has the VR function, but also has the phone function, which, which is very powerful. Also, it can scan, you see from the, the video, you can see it can scan the world. So pretty much it while collecting the data. It's similar to Google Map, right? Like collecting all the real world data. So when you are using Facebook, you know, AR glass, then pretty much you, uh, Facebook can get access for your room, right? If you are scanning your room, if you are scanning something, right? So I think privacy issues is, um, I would say I'm really concerned because nearly nobody has any secret. If you wear glass, whatever you see um, will be becomes a data upload to the cloud. So it reminds me of a, a film called Anon, A-N-O-N. It's a film, Anon is a 2018 British science fiction thriller film written and directed by Andrew Nico. Yeah, this Basically, this film, if you can see my screen, this film is talking about in the future, pretty much um, everyone's data or the lifelong data when you were born, whatever you see will be recorded as the data and storage to the cloud, right? So uh, pretty much um, it's so easy to for the police officer, why? Because if they want to, uh, you know, solve, you know, a crime or, you know, that's so easy because they can pretty much take the last data from the victim, right, on the cloud. Whatever the last person that the victim see, they can get the data and know who's the person that the victim see. And then um, they can solve the, the crime, right? It's pretty easy for the police to defeat the crime. But what if someone cannot be seen, cannot be get? It's like cryptocurrency, right? Or, you know, like it's so secure that people couldn't really, you know, access to it. It's kind of like that this woman pretty much did a lot of things that is outlaw, but um, she can pretty much access to the, the future computer and mess around the data. So, uh, or take out, you know, the videos or data that related to her. So she is pretty much outlaw, right? She is uh, couldn't be recorded, or she her her data is so secure and nobody knows. So that's why it makes everything so hard. It's very interesting that in the future that um, whatever you see become recorded and storage of data in the cloud. And then nothing is secret. And uh, yeah, so it's a very interesting um, AR um, sci-fi movies. And I remember one of the things very interesting is that the, the, the man look at the world, everything is so amazing, but in real world, you know, a lot of car bump into him or when he saw his his room, he saw a lot of mice, you know, like a lot of mice, like really scary scene, like full of mice. But, uh, but the, in reality, he couldn't, there's no mice, there's no mouse. 
So, so whatever you see is whatever you believe. But what if someone mess up with whatever you see? Then you might, you know, you might go crazy. And then when people see you、uh, act really abnormal, they might think you have mental problems. So I would say this is a very interesting movie or film if you are interested in knowing、um, the. AR technology, how bad it can go. You, you definitely can watch this movie and scare you a little bit, which is great. Okay, so, and let's take a look another very cool、um, uh, wrist-based computing platform. Pretty much,、um, it related a little bit to neuroscience. Okay, so this news is from tech.fb.com.、Um, Technology tech at Facebook. So the title is called "Inside Facebook Reality Labs:、uh, Wrist-Based Interaction for the Nest、uh, Nest Computing Platform." So pretty much,、uh, Facebook, you know, like through Oculus Quest,、um, they they long time ago, I would say a few years ago, they used the hand gesture, right? So you can pretty much click. Uh, or interact through your bare hands rather than a controller. Right now, they upgrade、uh, this types of gesture or device. They made it,、um, you know, like the they they, they create a you know like a watch like wrist. It's called、uh, click, yeah, intelligent click. So pretty much when where after you wear that, you can pretty much. Click anything and interact with your AR glass, which is great. So、uh, last week,、um, they just、um, you know they based on human computer interaction (HCI)、uh, in、uh, they they share their ten year vision of the contextually aware AI power interface for augmented reality glass. They can. Uh, use the information、uh, that the user choose to share to inform that what they want to do and when do they when do you want to do and right now they are sharing some、uh, near term research wrist based input combined with、uh, usable but limited contextualized contextualized AI、uh, which pretty much adapts to your environment so let's take a look. Of this、um, introduction video, and I think、um, when I saw this video,、um, it's it it's there. You know, it's similar to Elon Musk's Neuralink. I would say it's kind of like a bridge from inserting some wire in your brain、um, to you know just it's it's like we are still using device to communicate with the. Computer. I know Neuralink is pretty much you need to insert some wires inside your brain, but that is for you know brain impair,、um, you know brain injured patient to、um, they will use the the Neuralink device more hardcore. But I think、uh, Facebook, what Facebook did is more friendly and for general public.、Uh, let's take a look. Facebook Reality Labs is a pillar of Facebook. It's dedicated to bringing AR and VR to people, to us, to consumers of the world. Every single new computing era requires new input devices, new set of interactions that really make this possible. 
with AR glasses, I think the key here is to communicate with our computers in a way that is intuitive at an entirely new level. The wrist is a great starting point for us technologically because it opens up new and dynamic forms of control. This is where some of our core technologies like EMG come into play. Neural interfaces, when they work right, and we still have a lot of work to go here, feel like magic. So if you send a control to your muscle saying, I want to move my finger, it starts in your brain, it goes down your spine through motor neurons, and this is an electrical signal. So we should be able to grab that electrical signal on the muscle and say, oh, okay, the user wants to move their finger. What is it like to feel like pushing a button without actually pushing it? That could be as simple as, hey, I just want to move this cursor up or move it left. Well, normally I would do that by actually moving, but here you're able to move that cursor left. And it's because you and a machine agreed which neurons mean left and which neurons mean right. You're in this constant conversation with the machine. This new form of control, it requires us to build an interface that adapts to you and your environment. Everything starts with a click. The intelligent click is the ability to do these highly contextual actions in a very low friction manner. It's kind of the purest form of superpower. You are in control, but the system is, is exactly inferring the right thing for you to control. All you have to do to operate it is just click. So for example, if I'm cooking, I'm kind of pulling some noodles out of a box. The interface could ask me, would you like to start boiling the water? The risk can also be a spot where the technology is communicating back to the user. The haptics, the sensation of touch around us, this is part of how we learn and, and use motor control is critical to AR and XR. We wonder, as you pull back the bowstring on a bow, if we tied that not to the tension growing on people's fingers, but rather squeezing on the wrist, would it add to that experience like you're pulling back the bowstring? The answer is yes. That future and really is the computer that is uh, seamlessly integrated into your day-to-day -day life. But the next computing platform is the mixed reality platform, the one that really totally blends your virtual environment and your real environment in a seamless way. We're in this moment where we can move from personal computing to personalized computing. What if you and a computer agreed to design a keyboard together and you type faster on it than anybody else in the world can type on your keyboard? I think what this enables is the ability to not have to focus on a computer or a phone and be able to still interact with other people. It's going to open up a new generation of communication and access and navigation. It leads to this phenomenon of increased agency, of you feeling like a level of control you've never had before. You want computing experiences where the human is the absolute center of the entire experience. Yeah, so yeah, so through this video, we understand that um, by wearing two intelligent click, you know, that wrist, and you can pretty much type anything, interact anything, use the minimalist, uh, minimize manner, meaning like really not, not putting a lot of effort, but you can pretty much move the cursor, move something, right? So I think that really helps for you know like the the interaction in ar right so i think facebook right now is doing the whole systems for their ar vr 
and also for the social, um, social, uh, social virtual virtual social place for for people to interact. Like yeah, so pretty much like Ready Player One right now. So yeah, so Facebook um, Reality Lab FRL Research. They are building an interface for AR that won't force us to choose between interacting with our devices and world around us. They are developing natural, intuitive way to interact with always available AR glasses because they believe this will transform the way they connect with people nearby future. Imagine being able to teleport anywhere in the world to have shared experience with the people who matter the most in your life, no matter where they happen to be. Um, yeah, it's, you know, they can pretty much, you know, you can collaborate with anyone, anywhere, anytime, and then by use this AR glass. Um, um, so Facebook pretty much turned this um, device uh, from previous, we have personal, you know, computer, right? But in the future, it will be personalized computer, which is really different, right? Personal computer, you still need to learn the operation system. We still need to learn, um, you know, Microsoft operating system or iOS operating system. But right now, all we need to do is to, you know, start with the, you know, like the, the interface knows us the interface understand us. So it's very, very human centric before we are user centered, right? But right now it's human centric design. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, different from UX, right? It's uh, human centric design. Okay, so the future of um, human centric uh, interaction demand and uh, accept Channel I to easy to use, reliable and private interface that lets us remain completely uh, present in the real world at all times. That interface will require many innovations in order to become the primary way we interact with the digital world. Two of the most critical elements are contextually aware AI and understands your commands and actions as well as the context context and environment around you. And the technology to take, uh, let you communicate with the system effortlessly. So an approach we call ultra low fr friction input. So, which means that when we interact with that, you know, human centric interaction, that design um, is extremely effortless and uh, use, um, you know, the, the ultra low, not only low, but ultra low friction input. So uh, the AI will make deep in, in, uh, inference, but uh, what information you might need or things you might want to do various contexts based on understanding of you and your surroundings and will present you with a tailored set of choice uh, the input will make selection a choice effortless. Using it may be as easy as clicking a virtual always available button through the slight moving of your finger. So before, if we want to move a cursor on the computer, we have to you know take a mouse and move physically. But right now, all you need to do is to click 
and just like do a super subtle movement. Uh, and you can pretty much do a lot of stuff in the virtual world. So yeah, so uh, they start imagining the idea input device for AR glasses six years ago uh, when, uh, you know, FRL research um, was founded. So pretty much when they founded um, Facebook Reality Lab, it's pretty much they've already have AR glass in mind. Um, yeah, so, um, so pretty much um, the interface would need to be intuitive, always available um, and easy to use. Ideally, it could also support reach high bandwidth control that works well for everything from manipulating a virtual object to editing an electronic document. On top of all this, it would need a form factor uh, comfortable enough to wear all day and energy efficient enough to keep going as long. So uh, that's a long list of requirements as they um, ex uh, exempt the possibility, two things becomes clear. The first was that nothing that exists at the time came close to the meeting all the criteria. The other was any solution that eventually merged would have to be worn on the wrist. Yeah, why wrist? Why? Um, the, there are many other uh, input source available, all of them useful. Voice is intuitive, but not private enough. If you went to my VUI, um, you know, events, you can see like in that meeting, I, uh, I explained the VUI basic concept. One of the uh, cons drawbacks was that um, before I was talking like my agent, um, my car, in, you know, I, I had car insurance and the agent always want me to uh, talk loudly on the phone my, about my credit card information. So yeah, I know a lot of people has the experience that um, the vendor wants you to uh, say loudly about your <laughs> credit card information in public. So uh, when this happens, then VUI might not be the best way to solve it. I would say text might be better. So yeah, so you see like VUI is very good and uh, you know talking is always faster than typing, right? But um, yeah, a separate voice you could store in your pocket like a phone or a game controller adds a layer of friction between you and your environment, environment right? So yeah, I think VUI is convenient, but um, you know, there are some limitations of VUI. So I think Facebook uh, in this point, it has a you know, bigger picture in mind. Not only you can use VUI, but also there's something, you know, not just a screen, right? But it's the whole environment become your whole interface. It's such a personalized, um, you know, um, environment. The whole world is your interface, basically. So by wearing, you know, uh, to, you know, I would say, watch like wrist, you can pretty much type, turn any interface into Oh, turn any surface into interface similar to Apple's thermal touch, right? So a wrist-based wearable has the additional benefit of easy serving as a platform for compute, 
battery, uh, yes, to support a board array of sensors. Yeah, because wrist is closer. It, you know, if you are doing something, wrist is probably, uh, you know, it's around your fingers, right? And it's all like, you know, in the front. You can, you can link easily to your eyes, right? So, or to your, uh, you know, um, I would say control, right? So it's all on the, on the upper, upper body, right? So this, uh, I think, wrist is a really good choice. So wearable uh, can help enhance the experience. So yeah, so um, yeah, so this is today's um, news. And then if you are interested, uh, feel free. Yeah, you can take a look of this post. So pretty much they did a lot of experiment and uh, uh, even using the neural interface. Neural interface, pretty much um, neural interface. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, the goal of neural interface is to upset its long history of human-computer interaction and start to make it so that human now have more control over machines than they have over us. We want computing experience where the human is absolute center of the entire experience. So yeah, so if you are really interested in that ultra low friction, always available input for AR class, uh, make sure you take a look of the article. Yeah, okay. So thank you for today. And this is for today. And I will see you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.